sing as one for this country we're walking on we stand together to protect this land for the future we're hand in hand welcome to another episode of the environmental as anything podcast Amid national conversations about First Nations justice and forest management, Indigenous leaders, regional communities and grassroots environmental activists who stopped logging around the country this week are laying the foundations for a new way forward together. In the Nambucca State Forest, New South Wales, at a peaceful protest camp occupied by the Gumbangir Conservation Group, Gumbangir woman Sandy Greenwood is part of a powerful First Nations-led campaign to stop logging. We were very fortunate to have her agree to speak to us today about the issues in the forest, both cultural and ecological. Sandy, thank you very much for joining Environmental as Anything. Thanks, Sean. Thanks so much for having me on. No worries. Um, look, it uh, it looks very exciting what's happening in the Nambucca State Forest. Can you tell us what the state of play today is there? The state of today on the ground is that we have got forestry corporation workers that uh, are inside the forest um, assessing the next wetland and rainforest compartment that we're going to lock, um, but no log tr- trucks as of yet. So... Um, we're here on the ground, just uh, uh, you know, speeding if we have to. But um, yeah, it's it's always a bit unpredictable. We're very lucky to get the stop work order, and they didn't work for, for two weeks. But now they're coming back in. Right. Uh, so. So any day you expect uh, that they are likely to go ahead. So can before we go to the the orders and the court uh, proceedings, etc. What is? Can you give us some background? What what is that? They're so special about uh, the Nambucca State Forest there. Well, the Nambucca State Forest is a beautiful, old-growth, coastal rainforest. Right. It's so special for so many reasons. That In itself, that's a rarity these days after yep. the fires. There's not many unburnt rainforests left. It's huge, uh, culturally significant um, areas all through the forest um, yep. for us Kumbangia people. Um, it's also one of the last koala habitats in Australia. It's an um, amazing biodiversity um, hotspot, rare, rare and endangered species of flora. It's a, and just walking around, it's, it's a magical, magical forest that should be protected. Yes. Um, well, I've had a, I've been to Nambucca Heads on uh, numerous occasions. One of my favourite spots there on the mm, coast, yeah. on the mid-north coast. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. As it is for many, many people, no, obviously, as a, as a tourist mecca. And uh, it, it must be uh, very odd to think that uh, a town with, with an asset like that could see it be logged to death. Yes, and that's, I mean... They've been logging that area since 1840, right. and my people and our sacred sites and our and our land has been compromised by by logging since then. So then they have been logging the state forest for the last 20 years, mm. and a lot of my relatives have you know been you know protesting and, and fighting. But I think this time around, like the wider awareness is because it's post 
COVID. And mm. I think a lot of people have awakened and post fires and it's like, how can you be, continue to be logging this forest when there's just not much left? And it is a very thinned out forest already. So, yeah. yes. So, so could you, um, what, what can you share with us about the cultural significance of that forest? Because obviously at, at this moment when, uh, you know, we've had our, have, the world has had a Black Lives Matter wake-up call and Australia's just recently had Rio Tinto, uh, you know, destroying massively significant mm. cultural sites. Devastating. Uh, can you explain uh, some of the cultural significance or whatever you can explain, whatever you can share with an audience? Yeah, obviously I can't share all of it because a lot of it is sacred, but it is a very strong men's area, but the traditional men's area where men went, where men went to meet the ceremony. All through the forest, there are scar trees and scribbly trees, and scribbly trees are our dreaming trees where one of our main song lines travels through and one of our main dreaming tracks, which connects us back to our creator ancestor, Birrigan as well as an abundance of bush foods and bush medicines and weaving trees, trees that we weave, we weave to make baskets and whatever. So, you know, there's a hugely significant cultural heritage spot. Yes, and, uh, and, and like uh, there are obviously so many of these sites that have been lost along the way uh, through... Uh, through just you know uh, rapacious uh, uh, extraction of resources yeah. across the world, so it, it increasingly precious, obviously. Oh, it is. It's like there's not there's not much left. I mean, the desecration of cultural sites across the country is just enormous, and there's just we just need to save what's left because otherwise there'd just be no remnants of our cultural heritage or our history, mm. and. That should be a concern for everyone because that's all of our history. Yeah. And it's also, it's, it's extremely worrying because of the disconnection then. If we can't go to our, we can't go to our sacred waterhole, we can't walk around our scar trees, you know, especially the little ones. If they can't see it and walk around, how are they going to learn and they're going to pass that on? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. No, that's uh, it. It is. It's, it's so so important, obviously, yeah. and uh, it's, has been such a long time coming that uh, we started to treat it with the significance that it deserves, the cultural significance yeah. there. Um, also, of course, there are ecological uh, issues which are related and uh, and somewhat separate as well. Can you uh, give us any ideas about the the ecological significance of that forest? Are there significant standout issues? Yeah, sure. Um, well, the State Forest is a part of the great koala national park so it's one of the last remaining koala habitats in the country and the and the the trees the koala the koala's trees are being compromised they they've already there's so many breaches they haven't retained feeding trees for the koalas they haven't protected the rare flora i mean there's orchids in there that you can't get anywhere else in the world yeah We've got wombat. We found wombat scat. Really? I mean, wombats are not even from Nambucca heads, so that means that they've come from somewhere else because of logging somewhere else or habitat damage somewhere else that's now in the forest. Yeah. Um, as well as like, just bloodwood trees. I mean, they're cutting down bloodwood trees, and they should be doing that, and they're just oozing blood, which is really kind of symbolic of <laughs> the yeah. pain, the pain that they're causing in the forest. But, yeah, there's significant ecological breaches. Yeah. Um, that that have been um, compiled. 
And, you know, it's all interconnected, you know, because, you know, we've got black fellas and greenies, we're coming together, it's an amazing alliance. Yes. And, you know, we're fighting for the koala habitats and we're also fighting for the, our koala totems, you know. So it's all interconnected, it's all, you know, it's all something that we connect to and, so, and, we, it's, and we all should protect the country for so many reasons. It is great to see uh, the the strengthening of that connection between uh, environmentalists and uh, uh, you know traditional owners. There, yeah. I mean, I, I know I've been very proud to be part of the Northeast Forest Alliance, who uh, set up the Bunjalung Alliance uh, twenty five years or more ago oh, now. Wow! So, so you know, they've certainly been part of the uh, you know the movement for a long time, hasn't it? But it's uh, it's it's so vitally important that we see the cultural and the environmental issues coming together. Um, yeah. it, it has seemed ironic to me that uh, these uh, these statues, these bronze cast statues, have ca- taken on such huge cultural significance uh, over a, you know a hundred year period or maybe two hundred years if they're lucky. When we're talking about a living culture that's been here for you know tens of thousands of years, forty thousand years and since more. Time immemorial, since yeah. the beginning of time. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I know it's just like a. It's a real awakening I think when people see these I mean as you said there are these statues which symbolise genocide and oppression mm. are on top of the oldest culture in the world remnants of the oldest culture in the world so yeah if Australians if Australians want to take pride in anything about our, our country it, it should be that we, we are um, you know here living in the lands of the oldest living uh, culture on earth and that that is something to be truly proud of uh, is, yeah i mean it really is i mean yeah i just i think a lot of people are it is amazing that so so many amazing allies and people are there's a real there's something that's shifted in the zeitgeist and people are really awakening awakening and really seeing things for what they really are um but it's still it's a big fight ahead especially when you've got you know conservative government and corporations who uh, have got so much power and are not aligned with our values. Yes, indeed. And speaking of, of power and uh, and values, uh, there's been the action has not just been in the forest, has it? There's been a court action initiated. Do you, can you uh, share anything with our audience about the what's going on with that? Okay. Yeah. Sure. So um, we were successful in getting a stop work order. Uh, I'm so sorry if it's noisy. I'm on a train in Sydney. <laughs> Um, we were very successful getting a stop work order, which is the first time any individual organisation forced forestry corporations to stop work since the, the, the forestry agreement was written, which was about 20, 25 years ago. Yep. So um, that was a that was a little victory and that was a great win. And so we forced them to stop for five days. And in that time, custodians, elders and environmentalists, we all went in and did our own kind of independent surveys and we you know we took ev- we found evidence and we took photos and so we're able to get in there without being you know um arrested yeah yeah <laughs> um and so that so that was great and then um in addition to that um we have a one of the most powerful legal teams in the country that have come together to um to take forestry corporations to court so we're we're pr- currently in court proceedings with Forestry Corporation, um, which is a difficult thing because um, Forestry Corporation have a clause in their act which prevents any individual organisation from litigating against them. Yeah. It's a really dictatorial 
uh, more. It's yep. unbelievable that they have so much power. Mm. So we, we will be challenging that um, on grounds that I can't actually um, disclose right now. No. But we've got very powerful grounds to challenge that and hopefully change the law and, um, yeah, make some significant changes. Yes, it is long past time that uh, forestry ceased to be a law unto itself and started oh. to obey the uh, standards and norms of the rest oh. of the community. Oh, for... really? I can't, yeah, it is time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking, you know, you're, you're talking about um, a new model, you know, this historic reliant alliance of greenies and blackfellas who are uniting to defend country in a way that properly acknowledges First Nations' rightful yeah. custodianship. Yeah. And, you know, this, this new model. Uh, can you tell us some more about the, this new model that you see emerging? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's a... It, the Gumbangia Conservation Group is what we call ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a bit of a microcosm of what we could be. So we've got, yeah, we've got, as I said, elders, we've got custodians, we've got community members, we've got... We've got um, Greenies. <laughs> That's the right word. I just love it. Sure. But yeah, we've got people from all walks of life coming together, sharing space, sharing knowledge. Yep. And knowledge is power. So the more power that we have, the more that we can change, we make, make significant changes. And so it's a First Nations led kind of um, model mm. because we are on, you know, First Nations land and, yes. you know, Goombanga people are leading this. So there's just that, it's just that respect. That is, um, it's already innate um, with us, with our group. But it's, um, I just think there's been so much division in the past, and I think that's what corporations and governments thrive on. They love the fractured groups. They love us all fighting and not getting on. Mm. But it's like, I just think with coming together, having that shared space, having that respect, sharing that knowledge, it only just makes us uh, like more powerful and more informed and um, impenetrable. Um, so it's an everyday thing, like, you know, little little things may arise every day and then we just kind of iron it out, talk communication, we have a yarning circle every day and everything gets sorted out in the yarning circle around the sacred fire. And it's working really well so far. Yeah, that's great. And it, it yeah. sounds it sounds all inclusive. So, you know, it's it's not about uh, uh, race or history. It's about, it's about the future, isn't it? It's about the future. It's not about... Any of the yeah, like obviously we, we talk about historical things and things that have happened, but it's all about creating a new dreaming. So taking on the principles of um, indigenous culture, but you know, creating it so we can all step into it and all be a part of it. And um, yeah, I think that, as I said before, there's been a real shift in the zeitgeist, and I think mm-hmm. people are ready for a new a new model, a new dreaming, and that. Without big noting ourselves, we're not trying to be like we are whatever, but we are. It's something that's happened really organically and it feels really right and really, really powerful. That's fantastic. Um, I mean, in this article that uh, you, you sent to me, it's, it said you've been quoted saying, it's healing my trauma. Mm. And, oh, you know, that's really such an important and powerful statement. Yeah, and it, it really is. It's, it's, it's just, uh, just a. So growing up as an Indigenous person, obviously you have a lot of innate anger. You have a lot of kind of things that, you know, when you're kind of interacting with non-Indigenous people, there's always like, maybe not always, but sometimes there's been that lack of education or ignorance. And so things that get triggered all the time, that lack of understanding between the two groups. Yep. So just coming together, actually just getting to know each other on a personal, like, 
know, on a real on a real level, mm. um, it just disperses a lot of that anger. But also just us First Nations people stepping into the stepping into those leadership roles and like really, you know, being being true custodians and really stepping in and leading the way and sharing knowledge, sharing our cultural knowledge with others, and, and to feel that that genuine respect and admiration and um, it's, it's yeah, it's just so many ways that it's healing me. It's, um, it's and it's making me feel very strong. The more so I've been off country for a long time, just doing, being an actor and just doing my dreams. But being back on country and fighting, fighting to protect country, um, oh, I feel very, very strong, and I'm very grateful for that. Well, that's fantastic, Sandy. That's inspiring to hear. Um, look, I'm Thank sure that you. people are going to be inspired to have heard you speak and will want to come and will want to be able to contribute something to uh, the success of the, the protection campaign for uh, uh, Nambucca State Forest. Yeah. Uh, what can we all do? Well, you can come and visit us. We have a huge camp. It's all set up. There's plenty of room. We've got a huge water tank. We've got a fire that goes forever. We've got amazing resources. Come and visit us if you're in Nambucca Heads. I'd love to see you and spend time with you. Otherwise, we have a GoFundMe page, which is the Gumbanga Conservation GoFundMe page, where you can contribute so we can keep this camp running, keep this movement going, and making us impact and influencing the people that are in power to make significant change for the future. Fantastic. And what are you calling on uh, the state government to do next, now? What's what's the what's the action that we should be uh, demanding of our local representatives oh, and state politicians? We need uh, an urgent moratorium on logging. All logging to cease across the country until we have assessed the bushfire damage. Mm. It is maddening and it's, it's, it's nonsensical. So that's what we all need to put. I mean, we've had amazing support in Parliament the other day. We had Greens MP David Shrewbridge. He came and spent half a day with us there at the camp and he went and took um, our 25,000 um, signature petitions to Parliament and he, you know, that's what he's kind of fighting for and he's representing us. But yeah, that's what we should be asking for. I think we all just need to be pressuring all our local and our state to for a moratorium on logging. Yep. Okay. Well, look, we, we'll do that. I mean, have you got... Uh, Facebook page or other kinds of online, you know, information sources? Yeah, we people... do. We have a Facebook page for Protect Nambucca State Forest. Protect Nambucca State Forest. State well, Forest. I think yes. uh, Environmental as Anything is already linked to the Protect yes, Nambucca State Forest, but uh, we will try to share your GoFundMe page. Yeah, that would be great. And then, yeah, go to our Facebook page for all updates. We're updating every day and, um, and that's how you can connect with us. Otherwise, come and say Ginnagay, which is hello and Gumbangi, and come and have a cuppa around the fire if you're in Ambuckerhead. Ginnagay. I've learned something <laughs> new today. Thank you. No worries, brother. I well, thanks. Thank you. No worries, Sandy. You should know that uh, right now in uh, uh, in our area, just south of uh, a Casino, uh, to, on uh, we're recording this on the Friday. There's a uh, uh, an action going on for Myrtle State Forest. So so forest actions are, are going on around the country. Uh, and, you know, in, in, we're, we're there in spirit, even if we can't be there in person. Oh, and I'm feeling it. Like the collective energy of just like you know, had people rallying for us. Sydney the other day. I mean, you can feel it. It's an amazing awakening, and it's a real. Um, it's very. Yeah, it gives us strength to keep going when you feel that solidarity. You know. Yeah. Well, those are yeah, great we're words all in to wrap together. Yeah, we are all in this together. <laughs> I, I, I often say. Thank you, Sandy, for uh, for sharing with us all of that. That's fantastic. We really oh, appreciate. 
no worries. Thank you for the platform and for yeah, listening. And thank you to all the listeners. Are you looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? Tune in to Environmental As Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future you want. For the future, we're hand in hand.